man, focus on your community, like go to your support system, have them help you out. Or maybe it's a combination of all three. And I think that I wouldn't be at the point where I am today without that and without those struggles. So that's how I got to where we are today. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, bringing forth the new wave of rising leadership and helping leaders find purpose, connection, and results. This is your host, founder of Alluviance, Alex Kremer. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast. This is your host, Alex Kremer. I'm founder of Alluviance. This is going to be a good conversation today. This is a different Rising Leader podcast than I have done before for a few reasons here. Number one, we got two of my favorite people here on this episode with us getting ready to drop not just some knowledge, but more importantly, some phenomenal stories and arc. And for the second reason, we're bringing something special to the world. And we're really, really excited to share it with everybody. It's something that we've been working on for quite some time and to officially be able to, so to speak, launch it and spread the message is something that we all have been envisioning here for quite some time. And we're hoping and we're praying and we're manifesting that it's going to be impacting just a couple of lives out there, I think. So first off, we got Mr. Tom Alamo and the wonderful Miss Clara Johnson here on the episode or on the pod. So first off, what up, Tom? What up, Clara? Good to see you guys. What up? Happy Friday. (laughs) Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Let me just introduce both of these two great people who I've been friends with for quite a few years now. And I think I was trying to like calculate it too. I think collectively between the three of us, we have somewhere between 40 to 50 years in tech sales, in tech sales leadership between all of us. I was like, wow, that's, that's a good number of years. That's a good number of experience. But Tom, I'll first introduce you, man. You've been on this podcast before, so you are not a stranger to this. You are the founder of TA Sales. You are the co-founder of The Revenue Lab. You are also a host of your very own podcast called Millennial Sales, which I think has gotten out more than 300 episodes, something along those lines. Just been spreading a really good message here. Former top account executive at gong and just overall great human always bring in a joyful vibe a positive purpose and just a good smile by the way your, your hair has been looking phenomenal <laughs> lately as you've been growing it out so i just gotta call that one out <laughs> trying to keep well, up with you in the hair department man but thank you i'm psyched to be here with both of you and anytime i get to talk to both of you i'm always excited so looking forward to the combo today And then we have the wonderful Clara Johnson. Clara is someone who is very special to me. I would say she's, I would call you a soul friend. How about that? You've been, for me personally, many things. You've been a spirit guide to me. You've been a coach to me. You've been a mentor to me. What's funny is I used to manage you way back in the day at Outreach. And you're one of the best account executives that I saw, as well as now one of the best sales leaders that I've been able to watch just shine in so many different types of ways. You are now a sales leader at the wonderful Catalyst Software, doing wonderful things. So Clara, first off, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Alex. I am honored to be part of the show and to be building something very, very special with the both of you. Grateful to be here today. Well, let's dive into this. So first off, the question is, why are we here coming together and what are we doing? What are we going to be talking about? I reached out to both Tom and Claire probably about eight months ago, something along those lines and said, hey, 
you know, we're all kind of doing something similar in regards to tech sales, tech sales leadership on the grind of honing our craft as sales professionals. We're all very much into investing into our sale and to ourselves, as well as building great community through conversations that we've all had while we've seen wonderful successes and hit quota and made a whole bunch of money and all that sort of good stuff. We've also dealt with some pretty serious challenges along the path. Being within tech sales is by no means easy. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of why am I doing this every single day? Why am I grinding so much? All of us have been at some of the fastest growing tech companies, essentially within the world. And when you're at a very fast growing company, it's extremely exciting. And it's also a ton of pressure. We've all dealt with that in different types of ways. And I think through our journeys, we've all started to bring a unique flavor in terms of How do we make sure that we are driving great results and trying to add value to our clients? But more importantly, how do we make sure that we're supporting ourselves? How do we make sure that we're staying mindful? How do we make sure that we are aligned with our purposes? Through that journey, I think we've gained a lot of different types of knowledge and experience. And so about eight months ago, we were like, all right, what could we do with this? There's something here that we want to share a message with the world. We are officially going to be hosting and launching our very first in-person three-day immersion or retreat, whatever it is you want to call it, in mid-July, July 14th through the 16th in the wonderful Austin, Texas area. We're going to be bringing together some of the best tech sales professionals, tech sales leaders that we know of to really focus on three main things. Number one, I think something that we're all very passionate about is, first off, how do you become a badass sales professional? Like, how do you hone your craft? How do you be a great prospector? How do you be a great closer? How do you demo effectively? How do you negotiate well? How do you hone your craft? As part of that, the second thing we're going to be really doing is, how do you transform the inner game? How do you make sure that you go inward and not just become clear on why you're doing what you're doing, but also tap into a little bit of vision for yourself as well. How do you be in a greater sense of self-connection? There's a lot of people who are consistently asking them, (laughs) I'm going to use a little profanity, but it's like, who the fuck am I? Who am I? What am I really trying to bring to the world? And that is, in my opinion, probably the most important thing that we can be doing. And the third part that we're really doing by bringing people together is building great community whether you're an individual contributor or a great sales leader, like we want to be surrounded by other people who are on the path, who are on the journey, who are trying to take it to the next level and do it with other people who are stepping up that way. So I cannot wait for that in mid-July. And I think today's conversation is just like, why are we doing this? What has been each of our paths that has led us to this moment to be doing something that is unique, it is different, but is also wonderful creative art? Let me first pass it over to Tom and Claire. Drop a couple nuggets here. What are you guys thinking about this whole thing that we're doing? I, one, am honored to be next to both of you leading in this immersion retreat, whatever we want to call it, because I think that we bring something very special to the tech sales community. And it's that, yes, we understand the pressure. And yes, we've seen amazing success in our career, but we've all struggled. We all have had experiences that have propelled us to where we are today. There is a lot of people in the world right now, specifically in tech sales that feel that way, that are struggling and they need community. 
They need to understand their purpose. They need to understand their why. And they need pathways to think about things differently. And I think when we share our experiences, collaborate on them, be vulnerable in them, we allow other people to grow and ourselves to grow. And I am very, very, very excited that we get the opportunity to bring this to the world. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm also really excited to just be working and partnering and learning from both of you. If you're listening to this, like there's a problem in the world of tech sales that's existed for a long time. We're all going to share some personal stories here in a minute. But I imagine that if you're listening to this podcast and consuming this content that you resonate with the problem here, and you're probably a high achieving, ambitious person, you're listening to a leadership sales development podcast. So I imagine that's the type of person you are. If you've ever felt like you had this major goal and you got there, you hit quota, you went to President's Club, you got promoted, you made six figures, you made a certain amount of money, and you felt good for about seven minutes and then felt empty again, <laughs> that's a problem. To work all year or multiple years for something and you feel good for a day, that's not how it should be. If you feel like your manager or your VP is not giving you the training that you need, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you're not going anywhere, you plateaued, that's an issue. If you feel like, man, I'm doing this all alone and I'm just alone in my apartment all day and like, why am I making 50 calls a day and why am I even trying to sell this SaaS product to marketers? This isn't feeling fulfilling and I don't have anyone that's supporting me. That's a problem. And we've all been there and we're going to talk about that. But that's something that a lot of folks are experiencing. I hear it every day when I'm talking to salespeople. And I just wanted to shine a bigger light on that because it is a real problem. And in the world that we're trying to help create, that problem gets eliminated. People are able to still be ambitious and hit goals. They can grow their craft. They can feel fulfilled. They can do work that's meaningful. They can feel right. They can have a group of people that support them and love them and encourage them to do better. That's the world that I'd like to live in. That's the world that we're trying to help create. So I just wanted to share that before we kind of go down our individual rabbit holes here. I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I will agree with you and I'll, I'll even start sharing my own personal journey. So I've been in tech sales now for about 15 years. I was literally counting it up. I was like, wow, this is a long time that I've started to be in tech sales. And I've worked at the large companies of Microsoft. I was there for five years. I was at DocuSign back in the early days of DocuSign. I was at Outreach for five years, helped to grow that from like 150 people up to almost 2,000 people or so. Stepped into leadership roles through that. Now I'm at Catalyst Software as director of sales. And through these times, a passion of mine has always been become not just a great sales rep, but become and develop into a great sales professional. I love learning the art of the craft right there. And I've put myself through many different courses, communities, read books on sales to really start to perfect my game. And probably one of the most impactful ways that I really started to become a better sales professional is by leading and to teach and to share these perspectives that I've been doing. For many of my years, especially early on at Microsoft, my whole goal was to crush quota. I thought that if I hit quota, I was therefore good enough. There was times when I'd be partying hard throughout <laughs> the week showing up to calls, feeling, why am I selling this product again? Why am I selling cloud? Why am I selling SaaS? Oh yeah, it's so I can hit quota and therefore I will be good enough. I used to wear a suit and a tie every single day when I go and meet customers face-to-face -face because I was afraid that they would see secretly on the inside, had no idea what I was doing, no idea what I was talking about. For many of those years, I was using Adderall 
in order to help hype myself up, to get myself focused, to get myself engaged with it. And it worked to a certain point. I was able to absolutely crush quota and make a ton of money there. I was consistently the number one performer on my team. I still remember always under my breath as I was in the office or on the way to customer calls being like, man, I hate my job. <laughs> like, I hate what I'm doing every single day. But I need to hit quota because I need to be good enough. And there was a self-worth component built into that. I ended up through forcing myself to put a smile on and trying to lie to myself and to brainwash myself into thinking I was good. I ended up getting to a really tough place and diagnosed with depression, not wanting to leave my apartment, really feeling alone and honestly afraid of where my life was going. Like, was this really why I was put on earth to do this? I'm so grateful that when I was at that rock bottom, I ended up actually leaving my job. I ended up actually moving back to Seattle and really nourishing myself by being closer to family and friends. And I ended up joining a community very similar to what we are going to be bringing here. I attended my very first immersion that really taught me a lot more around what does it mean to actually have a North Star and to be something that you're working towards and to know that being a great sales professional or being a great sales leader is just a conduit to you living a greater sense of meaningful impact and to be impacting others. Through that journey, I've learned about meditation and breath work. And that's a huge part of my practice, whether it be journaling and talking to mentors. I'm so grateful that I've been through that path and I still go through that path. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, why am I doing what I'm doing again? Why is this so freaking hard? And a lot of people are struggling with that. And the question becomes, how? How do we start to get ourselves going and moving towards the right direction? We need to first be embodying that ourselves before we can start to teach and share it with other people as well. Beautifully said, Alex. Appreciate the deep level of vulnerability and sharing all that and how you got to being where you are today. It's really, really powerful. My story, I kind of stumbled into sales, to be honest. I graduated from college with a philosophy degree, thought I was going to go to law school. I was sitting in one of my 5,000 level law classes law and punishment, to be exact, reading case study after case study after case study, and then regurgitating that information and writing papers. And I was like, I don't want to do this for three more years and go to school. This doesn't sound fun to me. So when I graduated, I was like, I'm going to go do something that aligns with who I am at my core. I loved clothes. I loved fashion. And I got an internship at Nordstrom. I started understanding how to sell clothes how that brought a lot of joy to me, how it brought a lot of joy to other people as well in outfitting them and making them feel confident. And through that process, I also got to step into management and lead other sales reps. Retail is a grind, so I knew it wasn't going to be my forever path. And I fortunately found my way into tech. So I stepped out of the retail selling world and I started at an e-commerce platform as an SDR and quickly, quickly fell in love with it. From there, I've just continued to ride my journey of tech sales into leading an SDR team and then getting fortunate to join Outreach as employee 311. I held three different selling roles in my four years there, and I also got the opportunity to step into sales leadership. I was a top-performing AE consistently year over year. 
when I was a sales leader, I was leading one of the number one sales teams at Outreach. Throughout all of that success, similar to Alex, was like, why am I doing all of this? Money is great. Success is great. But I don't really understand my purpose. I don't really understand the why behind this. I've always been someone who has pushed myself to find success, but I didn't understand why I had that innate push inside of me. Why did I have this desire to always achieve and find success? What was that doing for me? I actually got my human design chart read maybe like two years ago for my birthday. The overarching theme of it was that I'm a manifesting generator. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. You give me a role, I'm gonna manifest that there's success in it. But what does that mean? What does that bring to the world? There was a point when I was selling at Outreach where the pandemic hit, we were all working from home, sales were tough. It was a pretty low moment for me. I wasn't motivated. I wasn't necessarily finding the same success that I was in the past. It was a lot harder to do my job. It was a lot harder to connect with my peers because we were all working remote. That's when I started to reach out to people in my community. And Alex, you were one of those people. And you also got me connected with the community that you were part of that helped me align to my higher self, my purpose. Why was I on this earth? And what was I meant to do? All of this achievement and success that I have found, how can I help others achieve and find success? I learned that through teaching. I learned that through developing others that aligned to my purpose. And that was much deeper than just individual success. Now, I am in this amazing role where I get to lead sales professionals every single day, but be rooted in becoming my higher self, also understanding deeply in my purpose that yes, I want to have success and yes, I want to achieve great things. But in order to do that, I need to help teach and coach and develop those around me to feel bigger than just myself. Appreciate both of you sharing those stories and being super vulnerable, cutting it open. Something that I was thinking about while you were both sharing, I'll share my story here in a sec, but it's just how the lows that you both have shared at very specific points. And I bet if you took five seconds and you closed your eyes, you could put yourself right back in that spot. Alex, when you were leaving Microsoft, Clara, when the pandemic was breaking out and remember where you were and how you were feeling. I have some of those moments too that I'll share it's just really interesting to me that I do think you need to go through those. It's really hard. I haven't met anyone that just like started off and went always up to the right and started feeling good all the time and was successful and always had a community. Although it's very painful, I think those are really incredible teaching moments that you can look back afterwards. Not fun in the moment, but afterwards and say, man, that was a really important turning point. I'm sure the percentage of people listening to this are in that point right now, or they're just like, man, shit sucks right now. <laughs> and, you know, I would just encourage them to actually lean into that a little bit and understand that that's part of the process. There's probably not a way to not do that if you want to do something really cool and ambitious. But look at these two coming out on the other side like rock stars. 
I love that. Tom, there's this quote that I think about very often when I am in a moment because I still struggle, right? We're all on a journey. It's not a hill journey. It has lots of bumps in the road. And the quote says, show me struggle and I'll show you growth. Mm. And I always come back to that when I'm struggling. There's purpose in that struggle and it's propelling me to find growth, to get better and to embody change. I love that you brought that frame because I think about that quote often in my journey and my struggle. This episode is brought to you by Alluvians. Alluvians is helping sales professionals and sales leaders master the craft of sales by transforming the inner game. Last year, we threw over four retreats and helped over 150 tech sales professionals, leaders, and founders. And next, we got it going on May 3rd through 5th in the beautiful Austin, Texas area. So make sure you apply to alluvians.co to check it out for more. I will also say I'm still going through that. Each day selling SaaS or leading a team or dealing with rejection, especially with everything that's going on in the market right now, every deal is at risk in any sort of way. This is really hard. And also for many people, I think are experiencing the, I'm just getting told by leadership to be driving revenue and hitting quota. And sure, do I want to do that? But I'm also wanting a certain sense of fulfillment. I'm wanting to feel like I'm working towards something greater than just myself, working with a greater group of people as well. Clara and Tom both said it so well. It's like, we've gone through this to not just learn from it and to teach and to share with other people. But if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I am struggling. I am burnt out. I am stressed. I also am looking at myself in the mirror every single morning before I make 50 cold calls and say, why am I doing this? Like, I see you, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel you. I'm there with you. Let it just be okay that there's beauty and wonder that comes from that. If you choose not to do it by yourself, if you choose to receive help or be in community or talk to mentors and to process it and to integrate it, because that is truly what allows the goodness as you're speaking to right there, Tom, start to flourish. So I'll share a little bit about my path as well. I actually have three distinct moments that really fit well to Alex, what you brought up 20 minutes ago. Why are we doing this retreat immersion, the three parts of the craft your own fulfillment, and then community. I got into sales in college. I was selling Cutco knives door-to-door. If you're familiar with that, just going into people's homes and slinging $1,000 batches of knives. How, uh, many, did, how many pennies did you cut in half, by the way? <laughs> very, very in that. You don't cut the penny in half. It's a corkscrew, first of all. <laughs> uh, but dude, I, I'll tell you real quick. This was like sophomore year of college. I got shoulder surgery like right before that. And the reason I had to Cell was, I usually would teach tennis. I played tennis in college and I couldn't do that. So I had a sling in one arm and I'd carry my knives and a bunch of fruit and veggies in the other arm. And <laughs> I'd be wearing a suit going into people's homes and I'd be chopping up sweet potatoes with them or whatever they were eating <laughs> for dinner that night. It was a wild scene, but it was great. It was fun. That led me into just the path of sales and got into tech sales straight out of college. Three moments for me. One was my first year of sales. I was partying a lot. I was probably going out five, six nights a week, that college lifestyle. I might have told this on your podcast earlier, Alex, but I came across the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it got me really focused on like a personal development path. Like, hey, let's cut out some of this junk. Let's try to make ourselves better. And I focused on the craft. I read a bunch of sales books and talked to mentors and would try to sit in the CEO's office at night and talk to him about his sales career and just be a sponge. And that really benefited me in the craft of sales. 
then after a couple of years, I started doing well. I went from making 40K when I started to well over six figures. I was the sales rep of the year at my company. And I remember walking in and I'd always be the first in, last out, be in the office by 7 a.m. And I remember one day I was walking in the office. I was feeling real jittery and I was like racing to get in. I was late or something, but it was like 6.45 in the morning and the first in. And I was just so anxious, so on edge, like, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, do more, more, more. And I had a panic attack in the office. And I went into a conference room, Googled, am I having a panic attack? I didn't really know what was going on and told a friend that worked there, hey, like, something's messed up here. I'm not feeling good. And they came in and we talked for a little bit. You know, I was crying and I was just like, I don't know what is going on. Went home for the day and that got me in after a little bit of time into going to therapy and focusing more on mental health, focusing more on a spiritual practice. Mentioned meditation earlier and breath work. And it's really started me down that path of, oh, it's not just all about my quota and how much money I can make. I got to take care of myself too. go figure. As that leg of the stool started to grow, I started to feel generally pretty good again. A year or two ago, I had another moment where I was in San Francisco during the pandemic, was focusing on myself. I was selling good. I was meditating. I was doing these things, but I had no community. And I had no, truthfully, I had no real good friends out there. I had a couple and they moved out. So I was with my ex at the time and we were engaged and we actually broke up while I was out there. I looked to my left and I looked to my right and I'm like, man, I got no one out here. I'm working from home. My family's across the country. My best friends are across the country. My coworkers are all working from home in various parts of the country. I'm like, shit, this doesn't feel very good either. So I moved to Chicago a little over a year ago because most of my family lives either here or Indianapolis, which is close. My best friends live here. And it was very comforting to be closer to community and vowed to spend a lot more time with friends, with new people in the community, trying to bolster that third part of the stool because it's really not just all about you and having the most dialed in morning routine and this and that because that gets lonely. And at some point, you're going to need people to help you out. I think Alex was mentioning, or maybe both of you, that does not mean that because I've worked on these three parts of the stool that everything is perfect. I had kind of a rough week two weeks ago, just some stuff with my own business and I was getting anxious. That certainly happens. But I think I've developed a good set of tools that when that happens, I can be aware and I know at some points, okay, you got to do a little bit more better work or man, you need to just take a step back, take care of yourself or man, focus on your community, like go to your support system, have them help you out. Or maybe it's a combination of all three. And I think that I wouldn't be at the point where I am today without that and without those struggles. So that's how I got to where we are today. I just got to say, I'm just super passionate about anyone that feels like they're missing one of those three legs of the stool because the better you take care of your life, the sales are going to take care of themselves. You're going to be crushing your numbers and getting promoted and this and that if you work at it. But it's developing your own alignment that is by far the hardest part. Yeah, there's something I always have said, well, at least for like the past four or so years of self-care above everything else. Mm. Being a sales professional, I'm all about learning the craft and studying the strategies and reading the books. But if we're not feeling good, if we don't have a greater sense of fulfillment, I compare it to if an architect is depressed, an architect could probably still do their job. If an engineer is depressed, I bet you they can still do their job to a point. I don't mean to offend anybody, but like that's a different type of role to a point. If you're in sales and you're depressed or you're having massive anxiety, if you're feeling stressed, 
that's going to impact your performance incrementally. And I think so many people really overlook that. Yeah, I want to learn some badass closing techniques and frameworks. And I want to learn from the TA sales prospecting playbook way to build massive amounts of pipeline and book meetings and how to have a great cold call script. That's important for sure. One of the things that we're all very passionate about, and obviously, Claire, you and I teach that every single day and teach each other that every single day, but it has to first be grounded in Am I feeling like I'm nourishing myself and I'm excited for today, or at least I'm working towards something with that? Because we're back to back. Claire, you and I were in the office yesterday and I was back to back from 7.30 in the morning until 9 p.m. because we had a customer facing dinner. You got to have a certain thing of going forward. It's not just the meditation and the breath work and the cold plunges, which I think we all love doing that stuff. And that's a big part of what we want to bring. But it's like, have I looked inward? Have I really started to nurture and start to talk to those parts of myself that are hurting, that I've mm-hmm. dealt with trauma, that views myself as not being good enough, that is just wanting people to like them? I'm speaking from my own personal experience right here. And it's been a journey of me having to go inward and start to speak to the part of myself that's like, yo, you're not good enough and you're never going to be good enough. And be like, oh, that's a part of me that if I'm just trying to push down in silence, that shit comes up. <laughs> that shit comes up in the panic attacks in the office, Tom, sort of thing. But by going there and actually creating a relationship and holding space for that parts of ourselves, it actually releases such an incredible energy and in such an incredible like transmission that we're able to come from that actually says, I'm becoming more myself and owning myself and my uniqueness, my difference. I'm owning the fact that I'm fucking weird as hell. Hell yeah. And knowing and trusting that people actually like me more because I'm that way versus trying to make them to like me be a people pleaser. I feel like so many people listening can take bits and pieces of what we've talked about thus far and raise their hand and be like, yep, I've been there. That's me. Tom, I think when you said you were feeling that you just had to do more every single day, you had to be in the office before everyone else, you had to do more cold calls, you had to make more sales, Tech sales is like that, right? There's a ton of pressure. It's a lot of more and it's a lot of suppressing because of that pressure. And it's very, very difficult to feel grounded when you are extremely busy, when you have pressure of a number over your head, when you're viewed as just a number, when you don't have community, when you don't feel safe to bring up the things that you are struggling with because of this environment that has been created. So I hope anyone who's listening to this can take bits and pieces and see that we've been there. We see you. And I think the first step of progressing out of that feeling is to invest in yourself. Make that switch. Clara, I still remember so back when we were both at Outreach. (laughs) I hope it's okay if I share a story. I'm assuming it will be, but I still remember I had just started. I don't think I was managing you at the time. It was even before that where I was still an AE myself. And you pulled me into a breakout room. I was just like, how are you? And you just started bawling. And Mm -hmm. and we look back on that time so often. We're like, oh, that was like the beginning of our true relationship, our true friendship. Right there, because you finally were able to be like, 
yo, are you feeling this thing that I'm feeling too? Because everybody's got smiles on their face around here, but are these real smiles? <laughs> Let me just give everyone some context about that story. I was probably nine months into my first ever closing role in tech sales. And as many of us know in startup culture, when it is a scrappy startup, series A to series CD, sometimes you don't have a ton of resources. And that was the case here at Outreach. I got hired. I got two hours of onboarding. I got handed my computer and said, here are the decks. Go learn it, Clara. And I was in my head so much because I would walk into the office every day and see all of these sellers who had years of experience closing around me, who had years of selling outreach. And I felt like I was floundering every single day. And when we were in that room and the simple words of just, how are you? That was a moment for me where I decided to invest in myself and be vulnerable and admit that I was struggling. And so much growth has come from that moment. So I appreciate you bringing it up because I've been down in the lows of lows. I've had you see me in those lows and hold me and support me. And we got through it together. That's why community is so very important. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's powerful. I want to jump on what you're saying about investing in yourself. And we've mentioned some things like reading books, mentioned therapy, we've mentioned coaching, this and that. I can only speak for myself, but I think this is true for all three of us. I haven't counted it up, but I've certainly spent tens of thousands of dollars on my own development over the last eight years of being a sales professional in SaaS. I've hit my, I think, 10,000 hour mark of working on all that between reading, writing, podcasts. I've had coaches. I've done therapy for three years, taken online courses, this and that. And so we kicked this off saying that we have this immersion in this retreat. And that's obviously part of the reason that we're here. And we think that's a great option. It's not the only option. And if you're listening to this and like, man, I feel freaking great right now. I'm killing it and I feel good and I got my tribe with me, then hats off to you. DM us. We'd love to learn uh, what you got going on. Maybe you're feeling called to work with someone as a one-on-one coach. You're being called to go to therapy. You're being called to take up meditation, take up running as a practice, something like that. That's great too. We're here in the business of serving people and everyone's in their own path and there's a moment, but I think you need to invest the time and money and resources into yourself because that's where the exponential growth comes in. By the way, we do think our immersion retreat is pretty badass and will help a lot of people in this lane as well. I'll even just double click into that. I still remember the day when I said, let me start bringing all the stuff that I'm doing outside of work, the mental health, the meditation, the breath work, the like becoming clear on my vision and my why, the stuff that I've been doing. I've been at this point in my life, attended 40 to 50 retreats slash immersions, three days and above. It's just a thing that I love doing. It's back in 2019 where I was doing that outside of work and keeping my work self, my work self. And I said, what if I just combined those two things? What if I just fully brought that? And it was right about when I moved into sales leadership as well. I remember I started in every single one of my team meetings with breath work. Clara, you were in those with like mm-hmm. one round of Wim Hof. And were people resistant initially? Hell yes, they were. <laughs> they were like, this is weird. I don't know how I feel about this. Aren't we just trying to close deals here? And I still remember I've been doing it on a weekly basis for about two months or so. And then I got to the team meeting. I was like, all right, guys, we got a lot to cover in this meeting. You know, we're going to skip it. 
And we were like, no, we should actually do some breath work here. We need this. This helps ground us. And I was like, oh, okay, there's something to this. And then we started bringing in, there's a quadrant exercise we do called the four quadrants where it goes over what your vision is in different areas of your life, what your vision is in your work, what your vision is for your relationships, for your health, and then for your time, money, and freedom. Essentially, you can mark them out for 12 months from now and really try to be very specific in it. The whole goal is to not just look at it and say every single day, but we would share it with everybody on the team wasn't even about work. It was really about who are you trying to become? And let's actually start to talk about that often. And let's start to be vulnerable about where we're at today and the gap that we might be experiencing from where we're trying to be. And let's share it and open it. I cannot tell you not just how much closer it got our team, our crew, as I called it. People felt like they were part of something bigger than themselves because we were talking about the real shit, the stuff that mattered. And guess what, by the way, happened to our results? We blew it out of the water. (laughs) We had done way better than we'd ever done. The teams that I was leading at Outreach for the past four years, I was either the number one or the number two spot each year. And it wasn't even about the results. It was just like people were feeling good. People were working towards something. Was it hard? Hell, yeah, it was hard. And we struggled, but we kept the why, the purpose, the like, what am I really trying to become? What's the fulfillment that I'm trying to feel every single day? Gave us some meaning to it, especially because you're doing it with other people. You were not alone within that journey. I love that. I just wish I was on your team. (laughs) I almost, just a little Easter egg for the people listening. Correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. When I joined Gong in 2020, my two top choices were Outreach and Gong. And I was deep in the interview process with Outreach. I think I interviewed with you and or maybe you helped me. We definitely talked. The only reason I didn't take it was because the only job was in New York and I didn't want to go out there. But that could have happened. Us three could have been doing breath work for four years ago (laughs) together. That would have been amazing. You would have fit right in, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a very special crew. Yeah. Very I special crew. It. I think there's this common thread between all of us that we've experienced struggle. We've identified that struggle. We've admitted that struggle to ourselves. We've then defined what our purpose is, what our why is. And I think it's so interesting for me. There was a turning point in my career where I was finding a bunch of success like I talked about, but I was also like, what am I doing this for? And who am I becoming? And what's my purpose? I am still very much so in this process of experiencing the deep feeling of knowing my purpose and my higher self while becoming her and while living that purpose. And I think that is why this immersion is so special to me because one, we could have the ability to help other people identify their higher self and their purpose while also seeing that we are still working on ourselves and becoming our higher selves. So I'm curious, when you think about your higher self and your purpose, what is it that defines those two things for both of you? That's a great question. It's interesting you ask. I promise this story is going to have a point. Uh, I was in... uh, I was in Scottsdale a couple of weeks ago, snowboarding with my girlfriend and our dog. Went to this like contemporary kind of museum. They had all this funky artwork and it was not like paintings. It was just, it was very interactive if you've ever been to one. It was very unique. And one of the exhibits was basically a room. All the walls were chalkboard, floor to ceiling. And there's a question. And the question was more or less, what do you want to do before you die? Something like that. 
And there was hundreds of answers from become a billionaire to go to space to cuddle with my dog. There's random things all over. What I wrote down, the first thing that came to my gut was I want to positively impact one person every single day the rest of my life. When I don't think about that, I get a lot more stressed and I think about how do I grow this business? How do I make more? How do I become more efficient with my time? How do I do this? How do I do that? When I boil it down to, hey, salespeople are my people. I love all people, but salespeople, I just I love sales. And I just think to myself, is what I'm doing positively impacting salespeople? Is it actually helping them in one of these three ways that we've been talking about? And if it is, and I do that enough and I help enough people, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to hit my goals over some time horizon. I'll make money. I'll grow a business. I'll do whatever. I'll write a book, whatever. But if I have those people in mind that I'm serving them and I'm helping them, that's what I want to do and hope to be able to create the rest of my career and life around that. The people that I admire have a service mentality, whether it's for salespeople or something else. The more generous people are, the more I admire them. So maybe that's too broad for what your question was, because it's not like a year and it's not the four quadrants that you mentioned, Alex, but that's what drives me. I love that, man. man. Every single time you speak, I'm lit up. I'm like, oh, you're saying <laughs> some good stuff here. It's a really good question, Clara. In our team meeting that we were having the other day with our sales team at Catalyst, we went around and we asked everybody to give one word or one phrase that represents their why. Like, why are we here? My word was purpose. And it's always been my word. I remember one year back in like 2021, we had to write our mission statement. And my mission statement says, my purpose is to bring purpose to others to give other people meaning. That's where I really feel the most lit up. That's honestly why I love being a coach, being a leader, really being able to invest in people because there's something about when I see other people start to get it and really start to see them not just understand how to sell and the way to frame things and understand the skill set that comes with that, but also the like, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm tapping into something. There's a different feel. There's a different dimension that you kind of get into that you're like, whoa, this is different. I like it. I love when I see that happen. And personally, as I go on my path, I know the most and best way for me to do that is not via my words. It's actually via transmission from which I am coming from. It is first living that myself. My influence and my impact is not in the words, the actions or anything. It's the frequency that is coming from my body. And if I can do that, and this is part of the reason why I do this podcast, it's why I'm a sales leader at my company. It's also why we're throwing this immersion. I'm like, yo, by us being able to bring and share some of these lessons that we have learned along our way, it's also forcing and holding myself to an extremely high standard of living it and embodying it. I love that challenge right there. Hmm. So good. Hell yeah. I appreciate both of you going there. Well, Clary, what's yours? Like now, now I'm just like sitting on the edge of my seat. What's oh, we're yours? just going to leave you hanging there. Yeah, you got to like, come yeah. to the immersion to figure it out. Week. Yeah. We're going home. <laughs> no, no, this is not uncommon, I would say, but I have struggled with mental health my entire life from a really young age. It's been in forms of anxiety. It's been in forms of depression. You know, it's been in forms of primarily how I view myself physically with body image. And I have identified through community, through being vulnerable, through opening up that I need to live in a mindset 
that is productive, that is safe, that holds me and combats some of the negative mental thoughts that go through our head. You know, I've been in therapy since I was 19 years old. I have invested also in doing immersions. Thank you, Alex, for introducing me (laughs) to your crew. I have tapped people on the shoulder that I am inspired by to mentor me. I have invested in coaching and I've really identified that my purpose is to not just survive in an abundant mindset, but to thrive in that mindset and to be intentional about an abundant mindset. And by doing that, part of my purpose is to have that radiate and penetrate everyone that I come in contact with so that I can make the world a much easier place to be and hopefully bring other people into an abundant mindset. Well, I'll tell you, Clara, it's been very powerful for myself to watch you over the past six or seven years in your professional career, especially as you started to really not just be vulnerable and honest with your journey and, and your challenges, but also to step more into your voice and step more into your power, female leadership and that path. We had a women in leadership at our mm-hmm. company the other day, and I remember just seeing a big old smile on your face the entire time. You're not just passionate about that. You're doing that. You're living that path right there. And I'm really inspired by that. I appreciate that, Alex. That panel was really very touching to me to listen to female leaders that I look up to talk about the struggles they've encountered in their life. And, you know, with mental health, with challenges, with struggles, with suppressing things that you feel, you sometimes lack confidence. And in that panel, I heard every single one of our female leaders say that they have struggled with radiating and embodying confidence. Because let's be honest, you two, there's two of you and one of me. I am a minority in tech sales, right? Females make up a very small percentage. And because of that, it kind of creates this space of, hey, you gotta gotta prove yourself. You really have to fake it till you make it. And that can create a space where you don't have as much confidence in yourself. So... Yeah, throughout the journey of identifying my purpose and my higher self, it's allowed me to keep working on building that confidence. Mm. Well, I just want to say, I love you two guys. Uh, <laughs> you guys are great. I know we're going to segue to talk a little bit more about the immersion itself in a sec. But I think one aspect of that we've talked about is community. You two inspired the hell out of me. And you you talked about standards earlier, Alex, holding yourself to a high standard. The best way that I know to help hold yourself to a higher standard is elevate the crew that you're hanging with. And if you're hanging with a crew that's got a high standard, but you feel kind of like, dang, I think sometimes I'm like, I know Alex and Claire, they'd be (laughs) meditating right now. They wouldn't be skipping. uh, They wouldn't skip this workout or they would be taking care of themselves a little better than how you're doing it, Tom. Like you got to figure this out. I truly do think about that with you two and with other people in my life. Like, man, if they were watching me right now, they'd be a little disappointed. They'd be a little bummed out. And I think that's part of having a standard for yourself of excellence in different ways that can help triangulate. So this is a natural segue. If you want to have a badass community (laughs) to hold yourself to a higher standard. Should we talk a little bit about what the heck's going on for these three days? Hell yeah, we should. (laughs) Well, this is what I'll say, and it ties into the immersion, but I still remember being at an immersion in Michigan 
one time for a community I was part of, it was like a four-day event. You had to invest a little bit more money to go to this particular one. And so there was therefore a higher tiered person. I'll just say that they're higher in their career. And we did this one practice within it where we talked about your impossible moment. The moment that you look at in the future, you're like, damn, I'm doing that. That's actually even beyond what I thought I was trying to do. Like, oh my God. Mine, I remember, was speaking at the Gorge, which is a great amphitheater in near Seattle, Washington, in front of thousands of people. And then somebody else, I can't remember even what they shared. It was something about meeting the president to change education. It was something really powerful. And I was just like, damn, I'm not thinking big enough. <laughs> like, yeah. something that gets you inspired because... Yes, doing the practice by yourself and journaling by yourself and developing vision by yourself is really valuable. Absolutely. But when you're doing it with and around other people who are really try- like hungry to do that, you're inspired. You're also challenged. You're like, man, I don't think I'm thinking about this the right way. That's, I think, first and foremost, one of the reasons why I love the fact that we're doing this is let's just get the best tech sales professional. Because the tech sales and tech sales leaders, it's a unique breed of person. There's a different typology. Let's just call it that to a tech sales professional. When you get people in a room over a three-day period, and we're going to be doing many different activities indoors as well as outdoors. We'll be sweating a little bit. We'll do a little yoga. We'll be asking ourselves some really powerful questions in terms of what our why is and how we show up every single day. And is that in alignment with that? And also, we'll be teaching great sales tactics and strategies. Tom, I know that we've talked about this, but like, how do you build pipeline consistently? What are the revenue-generating activities, the RGA? that you're doing? How do you give an effective demo, right? Different things like how do we perfect the art and the craft of sales? And we're doing that in a container with other people from different companies who are high performers. And you're like, oh, that's how you do it? Or that's how you think that's what you're trying to do in the world? Damn. Okay. And how do we learn that and hone that and then be able to bring that back into our day-to-day on that Monday morning in your teams towards your customers, And also know that you just developed not just a great network and opportunities that who know can extend to it, but you developed people, your crew who you're like, when you're struggling or when you need to get pumped up or when you're considering what your next role is because you're just crushing your numbers so much, this is your crew. And that's really what we're trying to develop through these immersions here. I was noodling on this this morning, actually, that I think there's two ways that you grow, right? And I think you need both. And one is doing things on a daily basis. How are you going to become a better sales professional? Well, you got to prospect every day. You got to run a great discovery call. You got to make a memorable experience for your customer. You got to ask the right questions, follow up, do all that stuff. And you have to do it every day. You can't just do it once in a while. Same with meditating, same with running, same with building a friendship. It's got to be a consistent practice and the results go up to the right little by little, and it adds up. Then the second way is massive discomfort, massive change, where someone might say, Alex, you've taken 40 different times to give up three to four days of your life and spent X amount of dollars and took those days off of work and got on a plane or got in your car and met all these people that you didn't know before and you did all this stuff. But I bet you at each of those, you made massive leaps. I think that's the result that you can see is who you are as a person is what dictates how well you can do as a sales professional. So it's not these small little changes. You can get massive skill development at a place like this. The sales craft skills, personal fulfillment, development, your mindset, the inner game. 
You can make huge exponential shifts, finding a community that supports you, making a best friend in this crazy sales world that we're in. There's a handful of moments over one's career or certainly over like a decade of one's career that you can look to that made huge shifts and huge gains. And that's what you're doing in a moment like this in a weekend or a three-day thing. Like You're investing, you're giving yourself, you're going all in because you know there's more to give. You know there's another level. You just know when I say that, you feel that in your gut. You're like, Tom, you're right. There's another level. And I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared of what that's going to take to get there, but I want that. And you're not going to get there from just day-to-day stuff. You do at certain points in your life, in my opinion, need something to really bolster you to the next level. Having a three-day container of people all working together is one way to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> we're going to have fun while like, we do it. Like we're, we're talking, yeah, definitely sales tactics and strategies. Yes, definitely the inner game, but also let's enjoy Austin. You know, let's experience the beautiful nature and outside and the energy that's down there. I mean, it's one of the great tech places within the country. And there's a lot of really cool people doing some pretty unique, different types of stuff. So I'm excited to do that and kind of admire those things. But Claire, I'll kind of love to hear from you as well. Tom, love the energy you brought to this (laughs) podcast. I agree. Every time he speaks, I'm like, all right, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm here. Thank you. But I really appreciated what you said about if you feel as though there's that next level, or if you're scared in any way, this is the space for you. If you hear mastering your inner game and you are like, what the hell does that mean? I don't want to go inward. I'm kind of scared to get deep. If you have that fear, this is the right place for you. If you are thinking to yourself, wow, I am really successful. I understand all sales tactics. I know all the methodologies. I've read every single book. They can't teach me anything in that realm. I guarantee we can because it will go hand in hand with mastering your inner game and the purpose of how you found so much success. And the last thing I'll leave everyone with is I have done immersions. And before I did my first one, I was like, what is this? What is this going to be? I was skeptical. I was fearful. I was nervous. And the best thing that happened to me was, yes, I got amazing content. I up-leveled as a sales professional. I cried multiple times. I got deep. I felt safe in that container. But I walked away from those weekends with truly mentors and sponsors that have helped me immensely in my career and community at the end of the day. We all want connection. We all want to connect with individuals and doing it in a space where you are not only up-leveling, but you're deeply getting to know yourself and everyone else is vibrating at the same frequency. It's invaluable. It really is. Well said. So the Arise Immersion by the way, I love our name. We wanted to go with the A theme and Tom and I were jamming on it for a little bit. And then we just had a meeting with Claire and we're like, Claire, we need a good name for this immersion. Let me start with an A. Like we thought she just like, arise. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> it took six months, took took her six seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's all. That's the magic sauce. Everything. So we got the arise immersion July 14th through the 16th in Austin, Texas. If you want to learn more or jam out with either Tom, Clara, or myself, or all of us. <laughs> Check out alluvians.co, the page and the 
details of the immersion will be right there for it. And you can click contact us and you can have a good conversation. We would love to have you there. Uh, and again, there is an application process for those who would like to attend. We're wanting to make sure that the people who are bringing here are serious about this, are committed to this. We're not just wanting a Joe Schmo off the street. You know what I'm saying? We're really bringing it here. So with that, I will finish with this. First off, Clara and Tom, I just want to acknowledge you both. Doing this with you guys and even jamming out this podcast gets me excited gets me really energized about what we're going to be bringing and also just the culture that us three have together. I'm really grateful for. It's not every single day when you find not just one, but two people who are committed to the same path and also making a meaningful impact and difference on this world and owning it, owning the uniqueness of that. So I acknowledge you guys both for that. And I will ask you this as my final question. This show is called The Rising Leader Podcast. What do you view as the rising leader. Just want to throw it out there. We were not prepped on this final question. <laughs> this is this delay is is true uh, thought. <laughs> I view the rising leader as someone that is constantly looking to to Alex's point, hone their craft, build amazing relationships with those around them. And honestly, at the end of the day, leaving the world better than they found it. Love that. I should have gone first. You're a tough act to follow. Uh, I would say for me, a rising leader is someone that they balance the tough act of servant leadership with also incredible mindfulness about their own and awareness of their own self, meaning they are filling their own cup in a lot of the ways that we mentioned today, and they're taking care of themselves as a prerequisite in order to help serve their team and help their team and their people that they're working with get to wherever it is they want to get to, both professionally and personally. I would love to see more of those types of leaders out there. Mic drop right there. I love it. (laughs) Well, thank you both for attending. and Thank you for listening to this podcast, all those who dropped in. And if you know somebody whether or not they're going to attend the immersion or interested who will just gain a little bit of value from this. Make sure you send it their way and keep on spreading the good word. So thank you all and have a wonderful day. Bye y'all. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Rising Leader Podcast. Make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified every time a new episode releases. If you know someone who wants to take their lives and their career to the next level, send them this episode so we can all rise together. For more information, check out alluvians.co. We'll see you next time. And in the meantime, keep letting it flow. This episode is brought to you by Alluvians. Alluvians is helping sales professionals and sales leaders master the craft of sales by transforming the inner game. In the past 12 months, we've thrown over four retreats and impacted over 100 tech sales professionals, leaders, and founders on diving in deep on what really matters, but really mastering the craft and being in an incredible community. Our next Arise Immersion is coming up this May 3rd through 5th in the beautiful Austin, Texas area, and make sure you grab your spot. Check out alluvians.co to apply there. Hope to see you there.